0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Champion School. Champion School, we're sitting down with some of the brightest minds of the game, chatting a little life, chatting a little sports. I'm Ray McIntyre, and joined by nobody today. Uh, This is just me. Uh, We're taking a little bit of a breather. We're going to be hitting a clip show today, and then tomorrow's going to be, or next week will be off. And then we'll reset, and we'll get back into a typical Champion School schedule. You know, where we're releasing uh, every Sunday and and coming out with some more guests, which we have some great guests lined up uh, moving into MLB season here. So uh, make sure you check that out. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the like and subscribe. It really helps us out uh, and you'll be able to get all of our up to date content Uh, in terms of today. First of all, I just want to thank everybody that's come on as a guest for us. So many great people. Bianca Smith, Scott Strickland, Brewer Hicklin. Ronnie Burnick, Kellen Lee, Tyson Ross, Tyler zombro Ty Buttry, Ryan O'Haron, Tyler Zuber, Will Klein. I mean, it goes on and on. Brian O'Connor with UVA. It, it, there's so many people. So first of all, thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, there's many more that I didn't list. So uh, thank you all as well. And and we're gonna get into this clip show. It's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be kind of th- squeeze them all together when they're all a little bit like minded stuff. So. Uh, Bear with us. It feels like it's bouncing around a little bit, especially for you listeners, but I think you're going to get a lot out of today because there's a lot of uh, great one-liners and content in there that's um, well worth the listen. So. We're going to start off with our why, and and you know, we always talk about the why as being our foundation, and, and every athlete, I feel like, needs to know what their why is, and uh, it's really the first thing we teach and, and work with groups on is getting that base and foundation set, so we're going to dive into a couple clips from some people that we've uh, listened to, including Tyson Ross, Brian O'Connor, and Jake Wiskersen. There we go.
1: No good, bad, or the other, I knew that's all I could control it was my effort into it, and and the passion and, and drive. You know, there's days where I wake up and I'm sick and I'm like, man, I, I'd i love to just lay in bed and watch watch TV all day, but you know, that's not going to get me, you know, get me better. So that's that's basically my driving force is knowing at the end of this thing, I'm gonna have to be able to look myself in the mirror and know that I put everything I have into it. And that's why I got the results that I got. And you know, once I had that mindset that that was part of that that switch being flipped and you know I put the Xbox controller down and started I getting to work and, you know, that's, you know, looking back, I've had ups and downs, but I am where I am today because if I've had that mindset.
2: Just to let you guys on a little inside team um, building stuff, we're in the process right now in our preseason uh, of having each staff member and each player, a few of them every day at the end of practice, step, stand in front of their our group and do a team share, and they actually answer three questions the second question that they answer is their why. Mm. Why do they do what they do? Why do they play baseball? What's their inspiration? And I think it's important when we're talking about culture and we're dealing with, you know, young men in a a group that we all understand where we, where we coming from, right? And what, what, what motivates us? And, you know, I can tell you for me that like you, you brought up the national championship, man, I, Uh, I'm licking my lips. I want to do (laughs) another crack at one of those. Certainly that that's a motivator, but you know, it's, it's a real why I got into this, this, this business. And that's the impact that you can have on people, right? The impact that the way they think, the way Jim Hendry impacted the way that I think as a player, as a person, the profound impact that you can have on a coach as a coach to a player. Now that might end up being having a 10 year career in the big leagues, that would be wonderful. Most of them, it doesn't most of them. You're, you're impacting the way they think, the way they attack things, their competitiveness, the way they treat teammates, the way they rise up in challenging situations, it's learned. And that's the opportunity you have. When you have that solid foundation as you progress your levels, yeah,
1: you can make tweaks and you can change things, but like, that's the one thing that you know will be there. It doesn't matter if I'm in Bowling Green, that's our high team, and I get called up to Montgomery, I still know what I need to do to prepare. Everything is different, but I know what I need to do to give myself the best chance to succeed.
3: So anchor yourself in something and continue to remind yourself why you do what you do, where it comes from, and what your purpose is. I don't mean like necessarily big life purpose or anything. That could be it, for sure. But know why you do what you do from one day to the next, moment to moment, How you parent, how you conduct yourself in school, how you conduct yourself in your relationships, at least know why. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you dress. I don't care how many rings you have on your nose. Like, it doesn't matter. Know why you do it. And that'll put you in much better charge. So when somebody comes to you and goes, Hey, why are you dressed like that? Why do you have rings in your eyes? You can be like, well, because of blah, 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 right. You've already thought it through, through this lens of whatever it is you've, you've chosen. That's how, that's how we're going to fight mental illness. Know where you originate, know where you're going and be in charge of it.
0: So the why obviously super important. I think all three of them had some, some good points to say about it in their own ways. And um, I think we all have our driving forces, you know, and so make sure you're very clear with those. and. Uh, Your direction, And and I think that's a a great piece there. So uh, number two, though, once you get past your why, and especially on on the coach's side, I think this is really key, but it works for any leader, is knowing that the relationship needs to come first, right? You need to build the relationship in order to build the trust. And when you have the trust, there is no limits on what you can accomplish as a group. So uh, this next piece here, this little segment is gonna be based on all the relationships that have been grown, build ways to build that with you and your team, uh, or even you and your teammates. So let's dive into relationships.
2: Good program. You have a good culture. In my opinion, it's just, it's just passed down. Right. And it transcends from, you know, one year to the next, um, you know, and so th- those things live on and they're, and they're passed on. And you, you know, you know, you've met some of our guys out there and then you hear from those guys, Hey, what was it like at Virginia? You know, you said it earlier, what's that special sauce that's happened mm-hmm. at this program just somewhere else. And um, those really great programs that that's, that's what they have. And so it takes a lot of work, you know, like you said, that the communication, I've just believed that, you know, effective and successful people, let me tell you, when they're effective and successful, they get very frustrated with people who don't value communication. Mm-hmm. Right. And so You as the leader and as the leaders of the program, the coaches and things like that, we've got to go out of our way to make sure we communicate with them constantly. What are our standards? What are our expectations? And that starts when they're 15, man.
4: Man, how's it going? And uh, there's been some tears that have flown over the last 18 years that I've done this because they do have a transition. It's a huge Mm -hmm. transition from high school to college. And when mom and dad hug you and kiss you and close that door and leave, Oh, no. A lot of kids, it hits kids differently. Everyone's homesick at some point. And some are a bunch and some are very little, but everybody feels a little bit. So I learned that very early on, that just talking to the freshmen, one-on-one, coming in the office, let's sit down. It's 10 or 15 minutes. We end up talking about baseball because that's what we are. But, hey, man, how are your classes? How How's the dorm? How are your roommates? How's your mom and dad doing? You know, start talking about that. Get to know them a little bit better but also just making sure they're doing okay, because we all know, man, it's rocky.
5: I think the other piece of the mental part is um, really connecting with your players one-on-one. They have to know you care about them as a coach. Um, They have to know that you care about them beyond just their performance on the field. And that takes a lot of time um, to develop, to spend time off the field with them and develop that one-on-one time to get to know them um, I feel like as a staff, we invest in them tremendously as people, professional development, um, if they have to mispractice because there's a certain class they need to take, uh, all of those are ways that we can show we're truly invested in you.
3: You know, the ability to create a connection to sign a contract somewhere that comes back so heavily to relationships and just how you've carried yourself so far, um, For instance, with me, when I signed with the Rays, uh, one of my teammates at George Mason, Ryan Ritchie, his dad, Chuck Ritchie, is a national cross-checker. The area guy, Lou Wieben, who had covered, we'd spoken a few times on the phone. And when I was prompted, the question if I wanted to sign or not, it was to go to Florida to the GCL to fill innings. It wasn't a glamorous opportunity by any means, but I think because of my character and how our conversations had went, he's like, okay, I know this guy will sign. He'll go down there. He'll do what we need to do. Again, it's not glamorous, but he'll step in with where we need. So that, that just relationship and general conversations that we had had probably led a lot to that opportunity.
6: So I shared that with him and I no joke. The next day, I think I went three for four, two home runs, game one, an RBI home run. It, it was, it's just crazy, you know, and I don't, I don't think that's coincidence. I think that's just like, um, the feeling that we get, the freedom that we get, like, and I was just playing so, like, with chains on my, on my back. It was really hard for me to, like, enjoy it and see, you know, that, that life's good. And, um, once I was able to, like, just release that and realize that, like, just a game, man, like, who really cares, you know, and you put so much th- time and, and sweat and sacrifice into it. So, like, obviously you're going to get frustrated, but at the end of the day, like, the people that love you still love you regardless of how you do. And, um, that's the perspective that I took and I wouldn't change a thing about it. I mean, when I look back from the last year, like I'm glad that I played so bad because I'm able to to learn from it. And I'll take that into the rest of my life and the rest of my career, because at the end of the day, it's probably going to happen again. You know, <laughs>
0: love what coach Strickland said, you know, talking about sitting players down and doing that, uh, the one-on-one meetings are, are just so important. And I, I really find it, uh, beneficial for you to sit down and and talk with them about life outside of the sport when you can get that base and and even just intro into that um, first of all you'll get that part out of the way right so the player's not sitting there thinking about you know family or or girlfriend or whatever uh, and you get to open the door to hey this isn't just baseball this isn't just sports this is life this is uh, you and me working on the same level we're both people Um, both are really important and I think it's really cool that you know, a coach at, in the SEC is just like a coach you're going to see at your local high school if they're doing it right. You know, they're just trying to build a relationship. So this next segment, we're going to talk a little limiting beliefs. We had a couple people bring it up. I know it had been mentioned actually probably in multiple podcasts by us. Um, but for me, just to kind of hit on it, limiting beliefs, I think, is is one of the, biggest contributing factors to kids not having confidence going into sports outside of sports at school whatever Um, and those are learned Uh, I I truly believe that hey any kid grows up thinking they can do anything and it's other people or life situations that come up that um, make them start believing they can't so uh, limiting beliefs are something we like to try and fight really really strongly against here at Major League University um, and we talk about it every camp we're at, whether it's Project Sandlot or Major League Universities camps, we're in there saying, Hey, you can do anything. And if you truly believe it and you work hard enough and you have the drive, you can make it happen. So, um, let's dive into a couple things with Unlimiting Beliefs. We have Will Klein and Zach Nariere
7: going to hit on that. Dude, it's a liability for probably seventy five percent plus of these kids, and nobody, nobody realizes the kind of damage they're doing to themselves and how limiting they are with their beliefs. You know, like I played in fear and stress the whole time growing up, even into college and even pro ball. By like we talk yeah, about oh, it all yeah. time the time, you know, like yeah. dang, bro, like we're just putting so much pressure on ourselves when we don't need to. it is uh, a way I like to look at it is what. What lens do we see the world through? Um, if I think about bifocals, I get them changing them through, right? What lens am I seeing it through? And some of us see it through different lenses every day. And so uh, for each one of us, just be aware of ourselves, uh, see things for what they are, and then be grateful for what we have. There's so many people in, in worse off positions, not that that should be something we tout, but something that we recognize that we're really lucky, right? To be where we are, to have the health that we have, be able to walk and, and run and move and just be alive is huge and have health. So uh, perspective, man, it's been a big deal for 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 me this at least new year so far. And I think for a lot of us, we're starting to see it through the last couple of years that we've been experiencing and and shaping our perspective of our own own
1: life. I just want to be like the best pitcher there has been like, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know I'm not there yet, but like, if you beat yourself every day, if you get a little bit better every day, like he, like you beat that guy and you tell him that you can't do another rep, you can't throw harder. You can't like be better at baseball, like stuff like that. Like if you keep beating that guy, then you're just gonna, you're going to be the best that you can be at least like, some guys are going to have physical limitations, stuff like that, but you can't let your mind be one of those. And so I just like mm-hmm. trying to trying to keep going, trying to keep pushing myself and not letting my mind at least hold me back.
0: Listening to it back, uh, Will Klein was one of my favorite interviews. Uh, just such a humble dude. And, and all those guys from the Royals, uh, you know, big shout-out to Jared Perkins who's been able to line those up. He has a little bit more of a Royals background. But every one of those guys in that organization has been so – So awesome just to sit down and talk with and just so down to earth and humble. So uh, a lot of those dudes, uh, some of them have stepped in and and gotten some time in the big league. Some haven't, Uh, but I think all of those guys are on the the right track and and we wish them all the best of luck. And and again, thank you all for sitting down with us. That's been so amazing. Um, Two more segments. Number one, this advice section. Uh, This is my favorite segment because we've gotten so much of it i wanted to kind of string it all together as just bits of advice if you're talking to uh, your younger self or even anybody coming up uh, in the high school college ranks advice to the younger um, athletes out there and and people so uh, i this is going to be a little bit longer there's about 10 12 pieces of advice but all of them are great pieces of advice and um, things that we can all learn for even good reminders for people like myself that talks about it all the time, you know, so um, let's dive into the advice piece and we'll bring it back around.
5: Why not? If I, I mean, you're going to get no's all the time. Yes, you're. it only takes that one yes, but for all of those no's, why? Why not? Why didn't I get the job? Why, what can I do better? How can I get to the point where you can't say No. And then again, when you hear somebody say you can't do something, well, why not? If it hasn't been proven that it's impossible, then you never know unless you try.
7: We want to get to these levels, whether it's a a really good business or successful, whether it's uh, being a professional athlete or even college athlete, winning a championship. And it all starts with that that one step. And it's like a really small step too. It all starts with just getting out of your comfort zone, being bold and courageous and moving in the right direction. And we might not know the right direction every time, but if we take steps forward, if we just keep moving our feet, we're going to get to where we want to be eventually in our life.
1: You know, failure is going to come at whatever point it does in your career. You know, you got to use it as a tool. Like that's a that's a navigation saying, hey, this way that you're going, that's not working. You got to learn how to pivot and make an adjustment. And so I had the privilege of learning at the big league level, which, you know, those lessons were hard fought because you can see every single Every single mistake I made is on the back of a baseball card. You know, it was on the highlights the next day of me giving up homers and things. But, you know, that's what you want to learn is how to get the best out. And sometimes you got to learn how to fail first before you learn how to succeed.
6: It's cool to see the kids just light up, and um, that's one of the things that I want them to to understand. It's like, you know, I had I had a team that I was helping with on Sunday. They asked me to come uh, speak to their guys, and I'm like, you know, who here has failed? And they're all like, oh, Yeah, I failed. <laughs> like, well, who's failed 70% of the time? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, the MVP last year failed 70% of the time. The best player in baseball players failed 70% of the time. Like, you're not that guy. So you're going to fail 70% of the time. And I'm like, what kind of teammate are you when you fail? And um, that's, you know, the lessons that I try to teach these kids, because I remember being that kid and pouting and being a sore loser and crying when I lost that doesn't get you anywhere. I don't remember a single game when I was 10 years old. I don't remember if I got a home run or, I mean, struck out. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, guys, just have fun, man. The friendships you remember forever, <laughs> you don't going to remember that time you struck out. I could promise you.
3: Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is is running your own race to mm-hmm. to be the best version of yourself. And I know that's something that I was caught up in multiple times uh, through college. I, you know, I had a great career at George Mason, uh, but there were definitely times where I'm a, I'm a sinker baller, you know, maybe I'm trying to throw more four seams to flash a number on the gun. Um, you know, like that stress of, am I impressing this scout today? Uh, things that are really out of your control. And I think, you know, some of my, I, I guess, worst mental moments uh, in terms of how I viewed the game was a lot of, comparative nature in myself to guys who were getting opportunities when I was not, Um, I'll never forget, you know, junior and senior year draft days. You watch all those names go by on the ticker and you're saying, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. Um, And you say, and, and this happens in pro
0: ball. These are always longer games than you think. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think Mike Tyson's <clears throat> trainer used to say, you, you always imagine your first time opponent as bigger, stronger and faster than they really are. Right. Because we just put this thing out there that like, gosh, this is a scary monster, but game's not over, man. It's always a long, long game. And, and you just stay the course. Like you said, 1% better as Jay talks about um, every day. And and you're going to wind up where you want to be. If you start looking at the big picture versus the immediate wins and losses. So
4: where we currently are, the future is not going to be where it needs to be. So you got to take care of where you are and you have to have goals and you have to have ambition. But if you're so worried about getting to the next step that you forget where you are and you're not taking Mm -hmm. care of your business, where your feet are currently, then you're not going to have success. So, you know, my best advice is to do the best absolute job at what you're doing, no matter what that is. If it's the worst job in the world, And I think we've all had bad jobs. And if we do a really bad job at that bad job, I'm not getting a better one. Why would someone give me a better job if I can't even do the bad job right? So do the absolute best job you can at whatever job that is. And it's amazing how things work out. Success isn't guaranteed, but i tell you what's guaranteed. Not having success is guaranteed if you don't take care of your business where you currently are
2: like you said, every, every player is unique. Every, every player and coach needs something different. Um, But there are all those like generalities and and foundations across the board. And, you know, start, start with the basics, just help them understand that when they focus on the right thing at the right time, it allows their full physical potential to show up more consistently and what that looks like for each player uh, could, could be, you know, a wide range of skills or techniques, but at the end of the day, You know, having them identify what they need to what they need to think about, what they need to focus on in a particular moment, or whether it's training or performing, it really doesn't matter. The same principle applies. If we're focusing on the right thing at the right time, we're more likely to perform to our full potential.
7: Talking to ourselves versus listening to ourselves, very important. If we can learn to talk to ourselves more, coach ourselves up, be our own best friend instead of be our own worst enemy, we're gonna get through a lot of these situations a heck of a lot easier. So that's something we encourage our athletes to do. I encourage
6: anyone says to you the only opinion that matters is your own that's that's the only opinion that matters um everything that's inside of you you have to let everything kind of fuel that fire inside of you basically and help that pursue what you want in life
0: these are always longer games than you think, you know? Uh, I think Mike Tyson's trainer used to say, you, you always imagine your first time opponent as bigger, stronger, and faster than they really are, right? Because we just put this thing out there that, like, gosh, this is a scary monster, but game's not over, man. It's always a long, long game, and and you just stay the course, like you said, 1% better, as Jay talks about um, every day, and and you're going to wind up where you want to be if you start looking at the big picture versus – the immediate wins and losses. So
6: believe in what you're doing, you know, that includes your routine, your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, scatter report, uh, you know, what the hitting coach says before the game. And then when it's time to make it happen, you know, you can't go out there and play timid. It's no regrets. You know, you let it fly and whatever happens, that's what happens.
3: There's, there's no truer statement in baseball. than confidence is King. You show me a player with confidence and, and you got it. you got a shot
5: your perception of how you internalize those moments. You can see it, um, you can see it as all eyes on me and I have to get this done and it can feel like pressure or you can look at it on the flip side of how incredible is this opportunity to be playing in front of all of these people and I get to be the one in this moment to get the job done for my team. And so I think for me as a player, it was really that mental toughness piece and that wanting the ball, wanting the, the opportunity in those big moments.
7: It really does go back to the whole idea that you have to 100% love it. 100% you have to love the game and you got to have fun because at some point, whether it's college or professional, it does. There's a job and a business behind it, unfortunately, and there's a grind to it too. And so you really do have to love the game and have a ton of fun in the game. And that's the one thing I see with these guys that really, really make it is they love everything about the process, the work, the grind, the lifting. They love everything about it. And so the business side of it is what they leave to agents and other people that are qualified to do that.
1: You still got to have fun. You still got to like want to play the game. Like it can't be like you dread to go to the field every day like man, I got I wish I didn't have to go. Like no, you want to go. You want to like have the attitude that you're having fun every time. Like be the guy that your uh, teammates want to go play for. Uh like if you're having fun out there, they're going to have fun out there too young kid that that sees this or watches this video or or you know here's this message it's be a kid like be a kid that goes out there that when they play the game of baseball it's like playing a video game you get mad for five minutes you, i mean you guys i'm sure played call of Duty. you get mad for five minutes you throw the controller <laughs> you whine but you can turn the switch off like that after five, 10 minutes for me I couldn't turn the switch off for days after I mean days I was thinking about a bad performance because my whole life was consumed on this on being this MOB player and making a hundred million dollars
6: versus being a guy that just was in the moment that played the game for fun. If you don't have anything going on with your life, one of your friends may have something just listen just that's all. It's not hard. anybody can listen right? You don't have to have the advice. You don't have to have the words and the answers, but just be a friend to Linda an ear. And I'm sure a lot of people like that are listening to this, they may not be the guy that's struggling with something internally, but I can guarantee you there's somebody they know that is. And um, it's, it's, it's their job to make sure that that person knows that they're available to listen. Yeah. They don't have to have the answers because yeah. sometimes when you just speak it out to somebody else, you figure out the answer within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was what I found out was, I don't need to change anything I'm doing. I just need to change the way that I'm thinking.
2: Yep.
6: I'm already doing the right thing. Just change the way that I'm thinking. And people don't realize how powerful your mind is. And that's something that um, it, it truly is like perspective, like how you perceive what's going on. And there's two lens that you can look through life. You can look through it, poor, pit, poor, pitiful me, or you can look through it from God's given me this day. And I'm going to take this day and I'm going to be thankful for this. And most of the days I try to take that approach, life happens, things get sped up, we lose our foundation at times, but at the end of the day, it all comes back down to the core of just being grateful for what you have.
0: So many so many good pieces of advice. Um and and a lot that I think that these people have taken the time out of their days to sit down and, and talk with us and share this advice with you guys. This is why they're doing it. I mean, they're not getting paid. We're you know, we're not getting paid for this either. So it's it's just more of a way to provide value. Uh, And I think every one of these people that sat down with us did that in one way or another. So uh, thank you so much. I think there's some good good points you can take from that. I think the one that stands out to me the most is probably Coach Young with Duke, um, who's who's very passionate, first of all, and, and is talking about wanting the ball in the big moments and not feeling the pressure like it's the end of the world or I need to succeed. But it's an opportunity. And we always have these opportunities in front of us. A lot of times we see, you know, it go sideways where we fail and, and we start to not want that opportunity anymore. But, hey, embrace it. It's a chance. You're put in that position for a moment. You get a chance to make something happen for your team. And no one's going to look down on you if you don't because, hey, you know, if we're talking baseball, softball, it's a game of failure in general. In life, you have to fail to continue to push forward. So, um, Yeah, awesome, awesome advice across the board from all of our our speakers. We can't thank you all enough for sitting down and listening, first of all, and then for all of our guests, again, I've said it a million times, thank you so much for joining us, taking the time out of your days, your busy schedules. I mean, we had multiple coaches going into the first week of college baseball season sit down with us right before they did that, and and I know how stressful and crazy that time could be. So um, you guys are awesome. Thank you all for listening. We're going to take a break next week as a reminder. There will be no podcast, we're going to be off, uh, but we'll be back at it full swing coming out that uh, the week afterwards, uh, so two weeks from when you're listening to this, uh, we'll be back and, and rocking and rolling, so uh, we're going to break these into kind of four-month segments throughout the year. We'll do these clip shows and, and recaps uh, three times throughout the year, and then take little breathers three times throughout the year, so majorleagueuniversity.com if you're looking to get any gear uh, we just had a major sale going um, and if it's Sunday you're listening to this Sunday you still have a chance so there's a a window at majorleagueuniversity.com slash merchandise that's going to be all of our gear it's going to be discounted hats like this there's also a lot of Project Sandlot gear we haven't actually gotten ours in yet it's going to be coming soon Uh, I'm excited about it so make sure you stay tuned for that those will all be out here um, on those websites and then if you're looking to support we've been talking about it a lot If you're looking to support Project Sandlot Youth Sports, you have kids in youth sports and you see the benefit, Um, we are selling NFTs to do this. So the NFT is basically going to be a ticket to like a fantasy league that you don't have to do anything for. You'll just get scored out and we'll keep it posted on that. And then the the money from that is going straight into help kids. They can't pay for camps uh, when we're out on these camp circuits. And uh, we happen to run into kids like that a lot you know, so unfortunately, um, they're in a tough situation. We just want to help out. So if you're willing to help us, that is the route to do it. If you don't like crypto NFTs post stuff, that's totally good. Let us know. We're going to work on setting up a direct uh, credit card link to where you can just sponsor a kid. you know, and help out. So Ray McIntyre, Austin Byler, Jared Perkins, Nick Viola, Again, coming to you from Major League University and Project Sandlot. We can't thank you enough for hanging with us. We hope you have a blessed two weeks. See you soon.